In this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about three very common fears that people have when they think about pursuing their dream and moving to the other side of the world to New Zealand with their family or even alone. There are three fears that come up time and time again, and they're three fears that Brian and I are actually living through right now or have lived through. And we're here to shed light on those three very, very common fears that people have about moving to New Zealand. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a whole world here. So nice to be with you again. We call Aotearoa on here, bro. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian. Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home. Hello and welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to be talking in this week's show about the fears, some common fears that actually people don't just feel, it actually stops them from moving to New Zealand. So we just thought we would talk about those things now. Um, We are going through them firsthand right now, some of them. And we just thought what better time than to bring you some authentic, real, honest truths about those fears that people feel that you might be feeling yourself and just to shed a different kind of light on them. Yeah, and it's not just like moving to New Zealand. It's as if you were thinking of moving to any country, wouldn't it? But, you know, maybe well, we talk about... Well, this is called NZ Ahead, this I know, podcast. this is why we... Do. Yeah, but it's like people do have Worldwide these, Ahead. These, yeah, but <laughs> sometimes people have several countries they're thinking of moving to, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. This, you know? this just... But this applies to the furthest country that you can move to on the other side of the world. I mean, unless you, you live from, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. But it's just... It's a long, long way away, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And these fears are, are fears that people have... And like I say, it stops them. They 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 come yeah. they come to a, a block in the road and they're like, okay, no, I can't move past it. Mm. And before we start, I just want to say that I'm coming. We both of us are addressing these fears with complete compassion and understanding and kindness. I need to say that first of all. I don't want you to think that we're poo-paring your fears. That we are, you know, like oh, don't be so silly. Just move on. Get on with it. It's just. We complete, I certainly completely understand, and I'm sure I can speak for you too, Bri, yep. that these fears are, are, are very real and very valid. And, but like I say, hopefully we can. Yeah, well, that's it. The last, the last 14 and a half years, we've just about gone through everyone, everything that we've, we're going to talk about. Yeah. And that's our, our personal experience. And a lot of people that we know go through the same sort of things. So, the number one fear that people tend to have when they think about moving to the other side of the world, moving to New Zealand, is that their kids are not going to have family around them. I mean, not everyone who moves to New Zealand has children, granted, but a lot of them do. We did. And it was one of the big fears that we thought about. And from people who are in our private community, we see this a lot too. Like, how are their their kids going to... They're not going to have grandparents. They're not going to have aunties and uncles around them. They're not going to have their cousins. And it's that huge thing, isn't it, of... I think grandparents is the biggest thing. You can kind of like get over aunties and uncles, but grandparents. Well, it, again, it all depends if your grandparents are still around. But the majority of people that tend to want to come to New Zealand are in that right age bracket where mum and dad uh, back in England are still... still Or wherever you are. Still going, aren't they? Like, yeah. you know, and well, yeah, I'm not just saying England, but that's um, that going off our, our own personal sort of stuff. And that's it does become a big fear because... 
you know, we had aunties and uncles that they super, super, you know, close to and everything yes. like that as well. So it, it can be can be it can be any of that side of the family and even just good friends that you've got mm. but you have to say to yourself why were we moving in the first place what were we even thinking about about moving and, and that's what it comes back yeah, from, exactly isn't it? it's, the, it's that it's that drive and that passion to think i'm going to give my kids a different upbringing than i had and that's the majority of reasons why people think about moving to the other side of the world don't they you know you know, I have emails and people, like I say, on the community and things like that. And they will say things like, me and my mum live, she only lives up the road from me. You yeah. know, doesn't, I see her every day. I drop yeah. the kids off at school, from after school, I drop the kids off and they spend a couple of hours with her. And, you know, they're, they're, they're really, really close. And the kids are like five or six, seven or whatever, yeah. even older or younger or whatever. But it's just, I can't do that. They say, I can't do that yeah. to my mum and to the kids. And here's what we want to say to that. And like I say, this is this is coming from a place of kindness. Number one, this is this is your life and your dream and your family. I think first of all, that is important to remember that. Yeah. This is your family now. You know, just like your parents will have done something to their parents, you know, they might have moved, like my parents, for instance, moved from Lancashire to Cornwall and that was miles away. We never saw my grandma yeah. for years and years on end, but that was because that was my mum and dad's dream. Just like this is your dream to move to New Zealand. So that's number one thing I want to tell you and I want you to remember that. And number two, coming from experience, again, this is, we've, we're through it now, the, you know, the kids are, my kid, our kids are 19 and, and 22. Mm -hmm. So we're through all that. And I say this to reassure you, this is a really personal thing now. My daughter Tess is 19. And when we took her away from Brian's mum and dad, because my mum live, lives here in New Zealand. So she had one, they had one grandparents here. My mum, you know, my mum lives here. But when we took her away from your mum and dad, yeah. we went through that exact same fears, didn't we, Brian? Yeah, but you do. And, and, and you wouldn't be human if you didn't. But you know? she's 19 now. And if you speak to her about her grandma, Brian's mum, who sadly passed away a few years ago, um, when you speak to her about that, she just wells up with this wonderful amount of memories that mm -hmm. she has about your mum. Yeah. Your mum came to New Zealand to see her and she talks about that constantly. Yeah. Your mum wrote her letters every week. They were on the phone all that, you know, they, they mm -hmm. spoke a lot. She sent little gifts through the post. Now that doesn't make Tessa and your mum's relationship, just because we live in New Zealand and your mum lived mm -hmm. in England, yeah any less important or any less special than the relationship she has with my mum who lived down the road. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's not the case. No, it's just different. It's just, you just yeah. adapt to that style of relationship, you know, and it was great. Yes, we, we flew to the, to the US and met, met her there and she still remembers that with, with fondness and everything, yeah. doesn't she? And so does Sonny, you know, our son. Um, it, it doesn't mean that you're never going to see them ever again or you're never going to be in contact. And that's the main thing. Lots of kids these days love to have that contact just over a phone or whatever it is, you know, and not that physical side of things. You know, the biggest fear that you have, it's not that you're not going to speak to them and it's not that you're not going to see them. I know this from experience. It's that they're not going to have a relationship that they can remember. Yeah. They're not going to have memories that they can talk about and feel and they were there and, oh, I remember when we did that and we did. And that's the biggest fear you have mm -hmm. when you're thinking about taking your kids and dragging them to the other side of the world away from all the family that they know and love. Yeah. That's the biggest fear. But 
this is what I'm here to reassure. This is what I'm hoping that we can reassure people with this. And I want to give two examples. So my first example was Tess and your Mm mum and their relationship, like I say, just so warm, so lovely, sunny with your sister, you know, absolutely so close yeah enormously close to Linda. texting each other in, in yes whatever time of the day it is like, yeah you know, and, and yet my sister who lives here 10 yeah eight hours across the coast in new zealand never talked to her yeah so it's it's if you've got a relationship with a, a child and you work on that relationship yeah. it doesn't matter where you live you're going to have it you know you'll make sure that you have it mm-hmm. and so that's the number one and, and like i say i please don't take this as me being blase about it because oh, i'm it's, certainly it's, not it's it is i mean some some people yes admittedly don't get on with the parents so they haven't got a problem but then the other side of the relationship might get on with their parents and yeah. so it's a torn thing then isn't it like you know it's just like you know i hated my mum and dad but we're not talking about it. we're just generalizing uh, and our, our experience as well like you know well, if you didn't like but, your mum and dad you'd be straight on their no, next but that's it. you wouldn't, you wouldn't even be thinking about this part of the, the podcast would you it's like oh i haven't got a problem with mum and dad i can't stand them like, okay <laughs> can <laughs> we just not talk about that can we not just go down that route of how you hate your mum and dad that's know, a bit, I, that's a bit know, weird I, isn't I always, it i always try and cover all bases <laughs> yeah, those, you know? <laughs> but let's face it this wouldn't be a problem if you hated your mum and <laughs> no, dad would it <laughs> wouldn't be a deliberating straight to number two so, yeah. And the next example I wanted to give you was from my mum's point of view. Mm-hmm. So my mum, the story is that me and Brian and the kids moved to New Zealand. My sister was already living here in Gisborne. We moved to New Zealand. And a year later, my mum came to see us under the thing of like, oh, I'm coming and I'm just coming for six months. Traveling and then the I'm going to travel yeah, right. the world. And she never went home, did no. she? She no, loved she New Zealand so much. I mean, if I'm honest, it was mum that convinced us to move to New Zealand. But anyway, that's a different story. But she loved New Zealand so much that she stayed. Yeah. So it was bliss for me because, and bliss for my kids, because we had my mum here. But she left my brother and his four children, her four grandchildren, back in the UK. Mm-hmm. So she just got on a, you know, like left them, walked yeah. away from her relationship, her life with those kids and, and yeah. left them to come to the other side of the world. Now, she's done a podcast about that, and it's a fantastic podcast. It's called The Guilt of Leaving Family Behind. I'll put a link in the description below. But she tells it from her point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about mum later on because that's that's number three is a is is family tragedy. But yeah, it's, so she talks about it from her side of, 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 of the thing. What I want to tell you and I want to reassure you is those four kids that mum left behind, my mum left behind in England... Again, going back to that thing of working on the relationship, making sure that you keep in touch, making sure it takes effort. Of course yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah. But I tell you what, Jamie's, my brother's kids, especially Leo, he's 16, mm. and Joe, who's 19, they text my mum and phone my mum. They're constantly phoning her. They've been phoning for many years haven't they yes, like, you know even like have. 13 14 years yeah. old you know because it's that type of relationship and if you can build that type of relationship with you know your grandkids or whatever it is yeah. that that's 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 uh, i don't know it, it it's um it's beneficial for you because yeah. you're going to have more contact than what you do if you live down the road yeah you yeah know? and i just it's it's come to light like i say we'll talk about it in a, in a while but it's come to light these last few last six weeks because we have had a family tragedy and, you know, we have had things going on, illness in the family. And it's it's what times like this that family all over the from other, the other side of the world and here yeah. come together. And it has never been a 
there's never been like an apparent that oh we're closer to her than you are you know yeah, it doesn't yeah. it, it's never been like that no it's always been equal and i hate to say it but if not they though jamie's kids in england are in more contact with my mum now than, yeah, than our, our kids here. than our kids yeah, who only live well certainly yeah yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, and I know yeah. they see her. You know, Sunny that, sees her. That's the thing they do. I mean, Tess, to see her. you know, but she's down in Wellington. But I know that she's in the background. I know texting, she texts texting too. your mum. Yes, all the but time, what I'm saying is, there's no winner here. No, there isn't. There's no like, no. oh, Sunny and Tess are. No, no, that's what I'm. That and that is the point. I hope I'm getting over on this podcast is my kids live here. Our kids live here. Jamie's kids don't. But there is no difference in the relationship. Yeah. There is no difference when I speak to Joe and Leo and Heidi and, and, and Charlotte in England about their memories that they have with mum. There's no, I don't ever think, oh, poor you, you haven't got the same memories as my kids no. have got. And they've lived, you know, they don't, they just don't. No, and, and I'm telling and, you and, that and, truthfully. If you look at it as like, once you hit the age of sort of 19 plus, you know, and you're either off to uni or you're off going working or wherever it is you're doing, like, you know, you don't see your grandparents as much, do you? And I, I, I've always looked at it, admittedly, if you do go back, you know, to visit family when you're living in New Zealand, you go back to the UK or USA or South Africa or wherever it is, you then are going to be spending one or two weeks normally with that said grandparents yeah. or grandparents. And that time that you get that quality is probably more than what these people that live there see. A hundred percent. Cause you might only see 100%. them at Christmas. You might only see them, yeah. you know, birthdays or special occasions, you know, yeah. and it's like once in a blue, I know they're there and you could make the effort, but nobody does make the effort. It comes down to that thing, Bri, that we, that, that the common thing that everyone always says, and it's quality, not quantity. Yes. And it really yeah. is. It's never been so true than in this example. It is quality of time that you're yeah. spending with those people, those memories you're building. It doesn't take years and years and years of seeing someone for 20 minutes a day to make memories. No, it doesn't. It takes no. quality time that yeah, you're spending with that person. And we're not saying it's better or worse. And we're not, I suppose you, we're just looking at it at a different point of view, aren't we? Like, Bri, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah. The reason I wanted to make this podcast today is because I know for a fact that those fears are very, very valid. All three yeah, fears are, that we're going to talk about. Yeah. And right now we are living them. And, yeah. I, and I thought I, well, I'm not doing... Well, we have lived them for the last 14 yeah. years. Maybe I know... You wouldn't be doing the audience, that person yeah. listening on the end of this podcast, I wouldn't be doing you justice if I didn't tell you the truth and reassure you and let you know that it's not the case. Yeah. It really isn't. It's not the case. Or certainly not what I, from where I'm no. sitting anyway. Yeah, no, but it's true because, you know, all right. Okay, number two that we said was the one of the biggest fears that we see coming over a time and time again. And this we see quite a lot before people join our private community. They they email or they'll leave comments on, on the podcast or on YouTube and um, it will come up again and again and again about money. Yeah. About money either not being enough, wages not being enough in New Zealand and they're going to struggle or cost of living being too high in New Zealand yeah. uh, together with the fact that you're not going to be earning as much and I'm just going to be poor and living on the streets and living in a rubbish house and I'm going to have no money to do anything yeah. and it's all going to go to crap, basically. Yep. And what we just said, sorry, I'm going, did <laughs> no, you want to but, say something? No, 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 because like, I've got pause. lots of things flying around in my head. Go but then, it's just, no, go. no, 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 because I need to, you know, you need okay. to sort of set it out about... That, that they are the main fears, you know, because, you know, we have plenty of nurses come over. They're, they're earning similar money in the UK. They come here, you know, it's but 
cost of rent is more, they tend not to buy straight away because obviously they want to, they need to get their residency or whatever it is. So, you know, you're going to have to rent and rent here is more expensive than the UK. But again, it depends on where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but wages, again, you know, if you're going to be living in London, it's going to be more expensive to live there. And it's that same type of thing, isn't it? Like, you know. So here's the thing before it goes out of my head, because at the moment, thoughts are coming in and out of my head and there's a lot going on. But it, here's the thing that I want to say. Yep. Two things. Number one, never in all the time that we've been making New Zealand content and we've had our community now, our private moving to New Zealand community, that is a beautiful family of people that support each other. If you dream of moving to New Zealand, then you are going to love what I'm about to share with you. 12 years ago, when me and Bri emigrated to New Zealand, we were scouring the internet, trying to find any information that we could about what our life would be like when we got here. And basically all we had was YouTube. So we made this vow. We said, when we get to New Zealand, we're going to create something that we can share with others that answers those questions that you're so desperate to know about, like what is your life going to be like when you get here? And that's what I'm here to offer you today. We have created a five-day free, absolutely free video guide that shows you what it's really like to live in New Zealand. This stuff is unique and it is fabulous. You are not going to find it anywhere else on the internet. And like I say, it's absolutely free. You'll be sent a video every day for five days and you will know what it's like in New Zealand. So head over to the website. It's www nz ahead slash free one more time that's www.nz ahead slash free you are going to love it beautiful family of people that support each other come together to be the family that you're you know an extra the family, family you want. <laughs> yeah, that you yeah, want in new zealand yeah. so never in that group of people have i ever heard anyone say i moved to new zealand I got there, I was broke, so I came home. Never. Yeah. I've never heard people say, I've heard people say, I'm moving back because I, you know, I've been offered a, a good job work, in yeah, America or it's, or not working it's not working me. out yeah. or yeah, if something else has happened. But I've never heard people say, oh, I can't believe how poor I am now. I live in New Zealand. Yeah. Have you, Bri? No. No. no it, it, I, and again, that comes down to the, the lifestyle and the way of living yes. in New Zealand. Really, yeah. it does, doesn't it? Because... I don't know. I, I I just think living in the UK, I know what it was like. You know, you're, you're living a hand to hand to mouth sort of type lifestyle where, you know, your mortgage is just about being paid. You, you are moving forward. You've got to buy a new car and this, that and the other. And that's the same anywhere in the world to a, to a degree, course, yeah. wherever you live. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, I won't have enough money. It's like, why? What's going to happen when you don't have enough mm. money? And the worst thing is, well, I'm going to lose the house. I'm going to lose everything that I've worked for all my life. Like, you know, because that's the Western way of life, isn't it? Like, you know, and so those those fears are very valid here. You know, like I was told when I came to New Zealand, it's not the land of milk and honey. And you're like, well, I never actually thought it was going to be. But this is a Kiwi telling me that, you know, streets aren't lined with gold and all that sort of yeah. stuff. It's not, you know, you're going to, the more you work here, the more you earn. That's that's it. So you go, whatever you put into it, you're going to get back. Mm. Um, but the reality of then living in New Zealand, you actually realise that you don't need as much money as exactly, what you did back yeah. there because you're not, you know, what are you coming here for? 
Well, this is what I just want to say. Well, if I can just jump in there, because you're exactly right. And what, what Brian's just said as well is about the the cost of living and the the, the difference, you know, the, the cost of things. Please, again, we have done oodles, absolutely loads of videos over the last three years out there on YouTube, out there on It's a, Podca- uh, it's a Drama podcast and also on NZ Ahead podcast, the one you're listening to today. Uh, about the cost of living in New Zealand. I mean, we've done interviews with Ryan from Auckland. He's from America. We've done lots of interviews from people from the UK. And yeah. they, they, they talk about that. So we don't need to go into the details of the cost of living in New Zealand because, like I say, just go and listen to any of those. I'll link to a couple in, in the show notes. But I think an important thing that you just said and what I want to continue on is is my two points. My first being, I can't remember, and the second, because <laughs> my head's jumbled. Yeah. And the second being, why are you moving to New Zealand? Yeah. Okay, so you are moving to New Zealand. I know why you're moving to New Zealand, and it's certainly not to get rich. If you wanted to get rich, you wouldn't be moving to New Zealand, let's yeah. face it. You want to move to New Zealand. There's plenty of rich people in New Zealand. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not saying that, Brian. But if I wanted to make... If I wanted to be a, a, a West End, if I wanted to be a star, mm. an actress, I'd go to Broadway or West End. Yeah, if yeah. I wanted to be rich, I'd go to, I don't know, where else, where do you go to get rich? Vegas, Dubai, yeah, Dubai bloody, whatever. That, you know, sort of one of those yeah, countries yeah, that yeah. I'm just... going to be paid less, masses of money. I yeah. wouldn't come to New Zealand. So that's the first thing. And, and I don't mean, you you, know, you, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, there. of course I do, yeah. The thing I'm saying is, you come to New Zealand because you want a different way of life. And that different way of life, there's only one word to describe it. It's the biggest commodity, much better than money, is time. Yeah. That is why and you space. are moving to New Zealand. Yeah. Because you want that freedom of, oh, and that's it. It is. And it's that, that's the work-life balance. Yes. That, you know, you tend to think is what is a work-life balance? You know, we've we've got a friend that lives in America. And this is what you were saying, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That you know, you say, "Hey, we're going to the festival," and this happens in the UK. You know, with he Glast- lives in Kentucky, Glastonbury. Yeah, he? but this 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 guy lives in Kentucky, and he went to um, a a show which I can't remember what the it was show like was. an arts and crafts uh, festival and craft thing, and, wasn't it? Yeah, and, a weekend long arts and craft festival. Yes, and and lots of sort of different bands and That's stuff right. like that. Not from so much country and western, but again, it's all different types. And you know, you hear about the the drive to the actual festival, which is a few hours to get parked up and get in, and then a three or four hour wait to get back out of the car park because the roads are all gridlocked. And you're like, wow, you know, and we have we have WOMAD here in New Plymouth in, in in Taranaki on the North Island of New Zealand, and it doesn't really you don't really notice it, do you? Because the town well, is just you certainly wouldn't be queuing for four hours. Yeah, to but get you in. don't do you like no. you know you know you get parked up and you walk into the the park and it's the whole park is taken over in the city because there's only so many thousands of people that are going to come to the festival it is in the thousands and tens of thousands. Mm. But you don't really feel it in town. You can feel it a little bit, but it's not where everything's just gridlocked. I, I, I remember having to go to Glastonbury Festival in the UK to pick up my sister because they were rained off and the buses were cancelled and everything. And, you know, it, it took me two hours to dr- just to get get there and then another few hours to drive back out. And I was going down closed roads and going across fords that I shouldn't have been going across. Mm. All that sort of stuff just to try and get back to the motorway. And... That's never happened here in New Zealand, has no. it? You know, it's just, I don't, it's not so much the infrastructure is different. It's just that the people, that it's not, it's just not, 
as mad. It's not crazy, is it? Look, it's still got a great atmosphere yeah. at the festivals and things, but yeah. it's just different. And you can, you can, and again, going back to that money thing, it, like I say, just ask yourself what it is that you want out of life. Because like I said, the last few weeks, I've just been reflecting on this so much. And we've talked about this a lot, haven't we? Yeah, and everyone huge. gets caught Time up in huge. that making money, making money. It's yeah. all about the money. It's all about what I've got. It's all about what I can... It's like, no, it's not. It's about time. Yeah. You know, life is so short and, it's, it, and yeah. it's about time and quality. And yes, of course, I'm not stupid. I don't live on a flipping under a rock. We all need money. Yeah. But New Zealand, you can go down to a bit. Well, when we were in Auckland, we went to Auckland once for New Year. And we drove, I don't know, 20 minutes outside Auckland. And we were on the most beautiful remote beach. Do you remember? Yeah. We walked up that river and... Mm -hmm. Everyone was just walking up this big, deep river and they were getting to this big sand dune. I can't remember where it was now, but it was just... Yeah, it was good. And you could go swimming in the lake there was, and everything. Yeah, yeah it was and amazing, it was all free. It? it all free to park and it was just divine. And I'm yeah. using Auckland because I, I know we it's talk a lot. It's busiest place. Yeah, it? it is. And yeah. I don't want you to think, you know, oh yeah, but you just live in New Plymouth, so no one ever goes there. But, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's just that thing, I think, of just don't forget... Don't be bamboozled and forget why it is you're moving here in the first place. Yeah, because it's it's huge. By the end of your life, when you get to the end of your life, you're not going to sit there and think, yeah, but I made thousands. Yeah. Are you, Bri? No, you don't. And that's the, a very the, the, deep thing to yeah. say, but it's true. It's yeah. just. And the, the, you know, the other side of things of, of, of sitting in your car for many hours at the weekend just to get somewhere, that's not going to what you're going to remember. Or you'll remember it with annoyance, but you remember the day you had in the end. Where it's like you can amplify that here because you're not going to be spending the time in the car. Yeah. Or if you do, you're going to be ended up somewhere amazing and mm. you'll probably be the only ones there anyway. Like, yeah. you know? And it's it's you don't know that until you move here. And that's what you're trying to say before. It's like people come here. All right. You make sacrifices because you might not get in a, as much money. But then you're not going to want to spend the money because you're in, you're doing different things, aren't 100%, you? You know, yeah. apart from buying a great tent or a trailer tent or yeah. something, that's what you're going to invest yeah. your money on. Yeah. And when you get to where you're going, you're going to be the only ones in the campsite. Or the campsite's going to be just about right. Not going to be mad. I remember going to campsites in the UK um, up up around the Lake District. Oh my goodness, they were huge campsites, weren't they? And at the weekend, they were just heaving, and everything was just a bit wild and a bit too much wasn't it that's like, when you we know? were wild though we didn't care then. i know we were young. but you know what i mean it was just like every, every every man and his dog seemed to be in the same campsite <laughs> and it was just like god well, there's me two inch square there you know yeah. cues to get in the toilet i think you just you make like you say you make sacrifices you make changes but they are for the better they are for what you came for in the first place they're for time yeah. They're just, you're, you're swapping that for this. And that is why you come to New Zealand. Yeah, and you tend to be a unique person that comes to New Zealand. I, you do. Yeah. You do. And you're listening to you this. because you want these special things. Yeah, you're listening yeah. to this. That means you are a person that lives outside the box. Or certainly they, they, they think Thinks outside, different. you think yeah. outside the box. Um, but again, going back to that thing of these are very valid fears. But hopefully this is just throwing some light and just uncovering all that for you. Don't forget as well, before we move on to number three, um, we have got another podcast and I always assume that people know about this, but I was talking it's to weird, someone, it, yeah, yeah, I was talking to someone in the community the other day and I said, oh, the, it's a drama podcast. And they said, oh, what's it's a drama. And I said, oh, that's our other podcast, you know, and I just assumed. So our, it's a drama podcast is, is a very personal podcast that we talk about our life in New Zealand, obviously, but we also talk about 
raising our kids, you know, our, our teenagers, our young adults now, our life with them. We talk about travel, about being a married couple and just life, what life brings to you and how to make light of it, let's say. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff on New Zealand. <laughs> it's a comedy there, podcast, it? it's, it's, but it's just, yeah, yeah it's a very yeah. light-hearted yeah. podcast. But yes, there is a ton of stuff on New Zealand. because it's where, where NZ Head was born. It was. Yeah. For the first few years, I th- I'm going to say for the first three three years of that, or maybe even four years of that podcast, of the It's a Drama podcast, mm. all we did was talk about New Zealand. It started off with me and Sonny, who was then 18, we started the podcast and we would talk all about being a kid in New Zealand and raising, you know, doing all different things in New Zealand. And then it evolved to me and Bri talking about New Zealand. And then, yeah. and then we swapped, we took all the New Zealand and stuff and decided to put it onto NZ Ahead podcast. But the It's a Drama podcast is still going. And like I say, so yeah. that's 160 all. episodes, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it is the number one. It's it's 2% of podcasts in the whole world. The top 2% of podcasts it in the is. world. I'm yeah, very, it's, very proud it's, of that. It's ranked in a few countries now. Number one in places and travel in the charts, as in the weekly charts, as they oh, happen. Get Peak us. positions, top number of the one. Charts. In Japan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Some country you've never yeah. heard of. <laughs> it was weird because it's Japan... Obviously, we rank number one in New Zealand and um, oh, it's just some weird places. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head now. So we would love yeah. you to go and listen to that too. It's a drama. And please, if you would love to do us a favor, if you are enjoying this show and you get something out of this show, if you could leave us a review, that would be fantastic. So wherever you're listening to this podcast or the It's a Drama podcast or whichever one you want to do or both, if you're really yeah. inclined, um, just scroll down and find out where to leave a review. And yeah, that would that would mean the world to us. Yeah. So moving on to number three, and yes. this is a very personal subject that we've discussed whether or not to talk about this. And 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 you know what? All of our content is based upon transparency and realness and truth, and that just that, yeah. just being as honest as we can with you, because that's what we're about, and that's what we know you love. And at the moment, my mum six weeks ago was diagnosed with lung cancer, um, terminal lung cancer that's metastasized to the brain. And so we are going through that. And the, the third fear that I want to address that relates to this is the fear that leaving your family at home, wherever you are now listening to this, and something terrible happening. So they get cancer, they get terminal cancer, they've only got whatever, you know, it's just, it's, it's every child's fear. When I say child, yeah, I mean yeah. us fear. Yeah, well, it's a child. Of as what a, if uh, something happens yeah. to my mum and dad or to my aunt that I'm so close to or what if, or my brother, what if something happens and I'm not there? And that's what we just want to talk about in point number three. Yes. And after thinking about this for how to come about and tell you this all i can say without going into great detail because like i say we 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 talk about that on our other podcast but without going into great detail all i will say is this with mum being ill as she is at the moment the biggest thing that has come out of this for me is that she wants me to carry on my life as normal she constantly says to me you just get on, you, I, you know, thank you for being here, but I'm, you just need to get on with what you're doing. And the guilt side of me, like as a, as a, as a daughter 
constantly thinks I should be there 24 seven. Yeah. But the reality of that, and that's why I want to say this to you, if you're listening to this and thinking, what happens if something happens? My mum just lives up the road. But the reality is you have your own life and you're not just going to drop absolutely everything and spend every day, every minute of the day sitting by your mum's bedside or by uh, no. on, on a bench in the garden yeah. ho holding her hand as much as you think oh that's what I'd be. want to and I should be yeah you're not going to do that my mum wouldn't want that and you're not going to do it because you've got your own kids you've got your own husband or wife or partner or whatever and you've got a life and you've got a job and you've got a house and you've got a garden and you've got animals and you've got all the other things and you have to get on with your life that doesn't mean to say you're not thinking about that person constantly. And that doesn't mean to say you can't go there when you want to or if you can. But what I want to say is my brother is in, the, is in England and my sister is in Gisborne, 10 hours away. And there is no, how can I say this? There is no, I'm seeing mum more than you, therefore I care more than you feeling going no. on here. It's all equal. My sister is phoning and my brother phones her every day. It's just, it, it's again, it's like going back to that thing we were talking about with the family, Bright. Yeah. It's, you're still here, even though, and I'm talking for my brother and sister now, and you know, because you're still here, you're still there for them, you're still supporting them. And I don't want you to think that just because you stay in America or England or Canada or South Africa, that when something like this happens, you're going to be there by the bedside holding their hand and going every day. Now I've got everything else can be dropped because this is me. Now I'm here. It doesn't work like that. Well, it, it doesn't. doesn't normal life work doesn't work like, like that. that, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Because, you know, if you've got a, a high, doesn't matter what job you've got. You know, because you need to go to work. Otherwise, if you don't, if you can, if you don't have to go to work, then you've got obviously that much money. Yeah. You, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but you know, you're going to go and do your job, whether it's, you know, um, a doctor or whether it's a, a plumber. Yeah. It, it, it's like, I've got all this work to do. Uh, all right. I can admittedly, I might be able to come and see you in the evening, but you know, it's, or who's looking after the kids or exactly. whatever it is. It's just like, you've got your own life and, and unless mum comes and lives with you or, or dad comes and lives with you, if they're that bad, it's just like, well, it doesn't happen. And, you know, it's yeah, I can't talk, I can't talk for whether your mum came and lived with you or your dad came to live with you because. No, well, we didn't have that, that option with me with. Um, but uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like it, everything's different. I, I know when we were coming over here, we, we, we said, right, hey, let's have a contingency and we'll put some money in there. If anything goes wrong, then that's our flights back to the UK after about four years. And then my mum and, mum and dad have been out here by then. That contingency gets paid and, and not paid, it gets spent on something else, doesn't it? Like, you know, it's a new car or whatever it is or whatever. And then when the tragedy happened with my mum, when it's not so much a tra tragedy, it was inevitable it was going to happen. Uh, my mum passed. You just get on the next flight home. You know, I'd sp spoke to my mum a week, week before and said, you know, how are you feeling? That I'll, I'm going to come over and see you. And she's like, no, you know, I'm absolutely fine. You know, David's coming over. My brother, he lives in the States. Um, coming over sometime, sometime before Christmas, like, you know, and then literally seven days later, my mum passes, like, you know, and you're like, oh, my goodness. So I get on the first flight by myself and just get back to be with the family. And that's that's how you deal with it. I was there, I don't know what, 12 hours later than what it would have been 
or 24 hours later than what it would have been because we used to live 200 miles away in, in, in Bath to where she lived. So, yes, I could have been down there for my family within four or five four hours or something like that. So I was there within 24 hours of getting the call. Mm. That's how quick you, you get on the next plane and go yeah. home. And realistically, so I wasn't there for a little bit longer. But if I'd been working... Yes, you might finish, but if I had a type of job that I couldn't, you know, if I was and operating that, on someone, yeah. you just like, what would you do? Like, you cancel everything tomorrow and, you know. And so. this is that thing as well. And this is why, and I, I really hope that this isn't coming across as being flippant. No, it's not because cold, it's is certainly it? not. It's certainly not meant to be like that. I'm These giving the fears, you the honest, they? yes, it is. And I'm giving you the honest truth of what it feels like because I am racked with guilt every day. At the moment, I sit down and I think, what am I doing making a podcast? What am I doing writing a, a, a post for my blog? What, what, what am I thinking making that YouTube? I should be with my mum. I should be. But I've got we've got you, we've you got bills the, to pay. You we've the got money to come in. Yeah, don't you? yeah. I've got dinners to make for tonight. I've got, you know, like I say, bedding to wash. But you, you feel that guilt. And then this morning it suddenly dawned on me. And that's why I wanted to bring it to the podcast. My daughter, our daughter, Tess, I keep saying my daughter, but our daughter, Tess, lives in Wellington. She's gone. She's moved down there because she wants to pursue a career in musical theatre. Um, she's got her own flat with a boyfriend. Absolutely loving it. Now, this morning, as I was sitting there crying and feeling sorry for myself and feeling guilty and thinking, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be with my mum. What am I even thinking? What a bad daughter am I that I'm not over there right now making her breakfast and looking after her, even though she's got a husband. But I'm. you know what you do. You just yeah. do that. That is what you do. I suddenly thought to myself... Has it ever crossed my mind once to think, I wish Tessa was here? How selfish is Tessa? Mm. She should give up her life in Wellington and she should come home and stroke my hair and, and mm. make me feel better. I would hate that. Yeah. I would, that's the last the, thing. Most parents don't yeah. want their children exactly. to suffer. And that's my point, well, not right? suffer, but just, you That's know. my point. Yeah. It's like, show me one parent that would say to you, no, no, you no. You need to be with I, me. I don't want you mm. to go and live your dream. I don't want you to go and do what you want to do and, and live the life that you always want to do because what if I get ill and I want you here? Mm. I'm sorry, but they might think that to themselves. Like, you know, like I secretly think, oh, you know, I wish you wouldn't move away, Tess. But reality, if Tess said to me, okay, I'm moving back because I want to be with you because I've heard you're really upset because of, your, of, of Mama, then I would... I would say, no, you're yeah. not doing that. And that's the that's the point I want to make is yeah. you're still going to be there for your mum and dad or your auntie or your uncle, your brother, whatever. Of course you are. You're not, although not in person, like as much as you'd like, like Bryce said, you, and it goes back to the point number one of it's the quality of time that you've got with them, mm. not the little snatched you know, is everything all right? I've brought some shopping around. There you go. Right. I've got to go anyway. I've got to pick the kids up. I'll see you later. Yeah. That sort of stress. Yeah. That sort uh, yeah, of time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's horses for courses. It really is. It's, it's a hard thing to put your finger on. Everyone's situation is going to always be mm. different, but we're just trying to, it's not, not alleviate the fears, but just to make you aware. Yes. Them, the, 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 these, these fears them. are there. Like, you know, yeah. these are the main reasons why people end up not, making that move yes. which is a guilt thing at the end of the day it the is. majority of the time it because is. you think i need to be there for them yeah and it's like i didn't have or we didn't have kids to think that they're going to be there for us i've never thought that with my kids I, I i don't know it's just something not in my mind like you know that i they need to be here for me to look after me if i get ill 
it's just like what happens happens and you know it's i, I can hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll be okay like you know oh they better be letting but do you know what i mean us. yeah but that's just the thing you know my dad's <laughs> never said to me you need no, to come I home know. and look after me he's I 90 know. years old next year and it's just like you know um it's like you say it's the guilt thing it but is. also yeah. you know it, it's again not being not 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 keeping this being kind and keeping it in mind that some people have got such amazing relationships mm-hmm. with their mum and their or their dad or like I say their uncle or whatever that they just can't bear the thought of leaving them yeah and if that really really is the case then don't but why were you thinking of moving in the first well, no place? but no yeah. I want to just if that's yeah. really really the case then yeah. don't move yeah you know that's that's fine if it's going to be too much yeah. then it's like is it really worth but if it? you're doing yeah. it and thinking in your mind, God, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. That's our dream. Me and my yeah. partner are sitting, we talk about that. And we've. it's one of those things that just won't go away. I can't stop thinking about it. And one of these fears that we've talked about today is stopping you. Then I really, really hope that it sheds some light on it from mm. someone, a couple who are sitting in New Zealand that have been through and are going through those yeah. exact same fears that you've got now. I just hope that what we've discussed today eases things a little bit. Well, it's real, isn't yeah. it? It's that this trying to, that's what we've always tried to be here. It's not like, like we've always said, not the London milk and honey. It's just reality. And yes, this, this could happen to you or will happen. Inevitably, yeah. it will happen. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and just going through these things with you because to be honest, it's been really, um, therapeutic for me too it's just been really really lovely to talk about it and don't forget that we do our personal stuff over on the it's a drama podcast where there's a podcast like this every single week where we talk about what's happening in life and travel like i say and money and you can also sign up for our free five-day video guide where you will find out more about the community that i was talking about earlier and that bry was talking about earlier and you can find that by going to www nzahead.com forward slash free and when you get there that'll be five days of free 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 five day video guide where you get a video every day for five days days, yeah Yeah. and then the option to join up the community everything else after that but listen to your heart that's all i'll say to you this is your life your family's life your life listen to your heart and just do what it is that it's calling you to do um, and until next time, I just want to say thank you for being here and I will speak to you soon. Yep. So like I say, you know, moving to New Zealand, toughest thing you'll probably ever do. And everything after that will be a little bit easier. It really will because you'll be here by then. <laughs> and hey, the worst case scenario, you can always go home. Yes. You know, yeah. You and can. that's, that's it. As in whatever you call home, eventually you would call New Zealand as your home. But until next time, kia kaha, which is stay strong and kia stay true. And we'll see you on the end of the head podcast next time. Okay. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We have loved having you here with us. If you love this week's show, please share this with your friends. Send it to anybody you know that wants to think about moving to New Zealand and get on over here yourself. Tell them how brilliant it is as well. And also, if you haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide showing you what life is like, really like, in New Zealand, then 
go over to the website and sign up. You are missing out. This is brilliant. Go over to www.nzahead/free and we will send you five days worth of videos about what life is like in New Zealand. You are going to love it. So one more time, that website that you need to sign up for the free five-day guide is www.nzahead/free. So we're going to see you next week. Until then, have a great week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.